since 1987. Do you know where Freddy is? There's no waking up from this nightmare. A Nightmare on Elm Street, Part 3, Dream Warriors. Takeover, the break's over, nigga. Two. Welcome to Jeff versus the World, the Halloween edition of Hood Classics. But this is a takeover by the very own Chanel Creating. And how do you want to introduce yourself? Um. Mr. Not Gripped Up, Mr. J. Giles. How about that? <laughs> Jeff will get a kick out of that. That sounds... I think I feel like I know what that's talking about, and I'm going to skip over it. Um, um, we, uh, from our Swim Fan episode. Exactly. Okay, so I am aware of what Gripped Up means, and I'm sorry that you're not Gripped Up. I feel like everyone deserves a good gripping. Right? Uh, well, we'll talk about that when we're not recording. <laughs> But uh, welcome to us taking over your regularly scheduled podcast. Yes, um, and we're here to talk about um, A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, anything you want to discuss about the movie before we actually hit play here? Yeah, because I, uh, I told you this. I know all about Freddy, Jason, Michael. I've never really, really sat down and watched any of the Nightmare on Elm Street, though. And I did not realize that until I watched this. I've never watched a whole Kruger flip. So this is my first time really getting into the backstory and seeing, like, who's in the franchise. And so I think that gave me very fresh eyes as I was watching it. Okay. Well, um, I mean, I do have some um, little tidbit here. So this movie came out February 27th, 1987, uh, which is actually four days after my birthday so I, I was one years old when this movie came out wow 197 okay i'm trying to do the math just i, I was just talking to a two-year-old <laughs> just <messing with> you. <laughs> you're only a little bit older than me I'm just yeah yeah i mean i kind of forget that yeah sometimes I'm, i am 35 but um but yeah this movie came out in 87 it had a budget of actually 4.3 million and it made 44.3 million so yeah this movie was a smash hit um back in the day yeah don't play with them boys they know they knew when they put those special effects in they said we're gonna kill these hoes when we drop <laughs> they knew it <laughs> <laughs> right um so um but yeah i mean this has always been a favorite and this movie actually gets the title of being one of the better sequels if not debated as being the best movie of the franchise so yeah. that's hard um, to go wow yeah I mean I mean after this movie it does kind of go all over the place but but this yeah. is the best in the franchise people say that's what they say this is of, of the franchise like one you know it's like a toss-up between the fir- the original and this movie as far as which one is the best it's always Ooh, kind of that toss-up so. I feel like that's not a good sign. Mm. I really, I really, I really considered going back to watch them all, and I'm just glad you you saved me. 
seven hours. Well, I mean, you still should. If you want to know the entire mythos and, you know, everything about Freddy, I will say this. Uh, part four, I do recommend watching because, one, we do get characters from this one return, but yeah. I I like the underlying uh, message that that movie has. And, it's, and the underlying message is about, you know, kind of coming into your own and who you are as a person. Is what uh-huh. they do with uh, a new character that we get, Alice. But that's for a different. And but, you also told me that the cast continues to get diverse as the movies go on, right? Yes, because I would say that, well, starting at this movie is the first time we get some Black people in the franchise. And this, let's see, four, five, six. Yeah, four, five, and six. So basically, yeah, the, this like crop of movies is where it starts where, yeah, the movies get Black people. So. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And you get a cool Modi song at the end of part five. So it's like, what? Sign of the times. Okay. That's how you know. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I guess we can hit play now and we can kind of go. Okay. Wait, do we do the countdown thing? I don't want to unsync. I mean, we, we can. Uh, you want to start at three or you want to do five? Three. All right. So, three, two, one, play. Got it. All right. So, I mean, one thing about this this movie has always been, you know, when they say that New Line Cinema was the house that Freddie built, that's that's kind of a true thing. Whenever I see this, I swear to God, I only think about the fact that we're still waiting on another Friday movie. Oh God! I mean, <laughs> that's all I'm thinking about. At this point, I don't I don't even know if they should do it because so many of the cast have passed away. So. It, I don't think you have should. a point. You have a point, but I really want to see Chris Tucker again. I mean, but I feel like if they did go that route, that it, it could end up being like what coming to America was like. They waited so long, and then when you get True. that character again, it's not going to be as fun and everything. Yeah, it'd be cool to see him, but you're right. I'm, you're right. You're right. I don't think he has that same type of energy anymore. Well, then I guess you're right because what I really want to see is uh, just Chris Tucker and another another blockbuster series. Yeah, I mean, How- was, the last movie he was in was what? The, the Rush Sim- Hours. No, I mean, it's, oh, well, I mean, he he shows up in what uh, Silver Lining Playbook with Bradley Cooper and and, and all them. <laughs> Which I was like, what the hell is he doing here? But yeah, you're right. Well, good for him. I think he's still going to stand up. Anyway, I'm, I don't know why I'm talking about Chris Tucker. I just must just be thinking about Atlanta. But I will also want to point out that Larry Fishburne oh, was going by Larry back then. Yeah, I guess that was him trying to be an adult. So I'm, I'm Larry. I'm not Lawrence. That, that probably helped him show up to auditions. Like, they didn't know what they was, you know, getting into. But I'm like, okay, you were the kid that was in Apocalypse Now. That was getting you in the door. <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy seeing people young, though. Yeah, it is, because it is weird how he goes through. He goes from Apocalypse Now, and then he shows up in the 80s as a grown-ass man. It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Another another person I've, we've seen grow up is Patricia Arquette. Yeah, this was her first movie, actually. I actually, okay, when she started talking in this, I lost my shit, because I'm like, she's never, this is how she talks. She still talks <laughs> like this as an adult woman. Yes, like this do. is not acting. <laughs> I kind of stand her because I had a um a medium recap run during quarantine, and I like watched almost all the episodes again. So I was just like a, a big Patricia Arquette fan in 2020. 
you know what quick quick aside going into that you know i couldn't get into medium i, I watched more ghost whisper i, I was more with mm-hmm. jeff he would, but i couldn't get into medium for some reason so Here she go. okay wait favorite part oh jesus okay w- would you good lord would you, dr was that dr pepper no it was it was it was coffee grounds raw <laughs> chased by diet coke oh my, well that's even worse but to uh, stay awake okay would you do that to stay awake i the idea when i i was like oh screw she's about to make instant coffee when she drank the coffee i said that's when i said okay hold on hold on hold on <laughs> what is this movie about to do to me um no i would never i don't i i've never considered it i'd eat i'd eat it mixed with glue before i ate it raw Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised she wasn't in the damn bathroom after that, just sitting on the toilet like, mom, right. it's like, what are you right. doing? Here come her mama doing hot girl shit. Her mother was the worst. But then again, all the all the mothers in this franchise, well, at least the ones that are around, are the worst, especially in the first movie. Oh, Nancy. Well, this is me going to sound like a whole film critic girl, but like, it reminds me of kind of that Hitchcock idea of like the mother, like being sinful. And just like this terrible person, like that people like exercise their ideas of mothers in these movies because her mom does not have to be this terrible. But but I put it like this: she's better than she's better than um Nancy's mom in the first. Movie. Okay, I wouldn't know. But her mom, she literally says, "Oh, is your boyfriend more important?" She said, "Yeah, girl, I'm trying to get some dick. Go to sleep." Which the funniest part about that is, why do I have to be asleep? Like, mind, I don't mind my business. You mind yours. Why do I have to go to sleep? Because, well, well, she don't want um, she don't want Kristen to hear her getting um. Getting I know I state. understand that, but I'm like I literally was minding my business. You, I wouldn't even have known. You know what I mean? Like, do what y'all got to do. She literally came in. This girl's clearly trying, like, trying her hardest not to go to sleep for whatever reason. And she goes, "Girl, fuck them nightmares. Go to sleep." And I'm like, I could just, yeah. you could just leave me alone. I like to say the parents in this in this franchise are the worst. They really are. They do not pay attention. Mm-hmm. But like you say, signs of the times. It, it kind of makes you wonder. Like, yeah, you know, parents was not paying attention to their kids, and that's why mm-hmm. they were getting into a lot of crap. For sure. So here comes the the lullaby. Uh, yes. I mean, if you watch these movies enough, you you actually you learn this and you you know it by heart. So. Before we go into this house, did you ever see the Rick and Morty episode about Freddy Krueger? Okay, so I've never watched Rick and Morty. I really, I should have checked with you beforehand so that you can have <laughs> this because it's one of the funniest parodies I've ever seen of one of these movies because it's just Freddy Krueger putting bitch into his dialogue unnecessarily. <laughs> It just makes Freddy Krueger funny to me. So when I watch this now, I'm not scared. I'm just thinking about Rick and Morty. Oh my god! But, but it's, it's, later, you'll get it. But 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 it's crazy how, like, Freddy is a child murderer. Mm-hmm. May or may not be a child molester because yeah, kinda, I don't see how they. Yeah, I don't see how you do one and not the other. <laughs> right, and, and they kind of allude to it and everything. Mm-hmm. But as time goes by. It's like they go away from that and they started promoting him to kids. And it's like, ew. yeah, I really wish they like, I think they started it like this will make him scarier. And then they realize like, oh, Americans just like to be scared. Like they don't need him to have been this villain. He can just be a scary dream guy. 
And like you said, they went away from it. But I really wish he didn't have this terrible backstory because I really want to stand Freddie. Like, Freddie makes me laugh. But I have to keep not laughing at him because I'm like, all right, this nigga, you know, if but, I would have burned him alive myself. And I mean, I mean, I understand why like people gravitated to him because he was the first, you know, horror villain that talked. I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, your your Leatherface, yeah, your Leatherface, your 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 Michael Myers, your Jason Voorhees, they didn't talk, and then all the other he come along. And he's talking, and then he's cracking jokes in the later sequels and everything. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, I mean, it's the bitch of it all. Like the fact that this, I'm like, I wanted Freddie to be funnier because okay, I'm like, I, got, I just want to laugh at it. I gotta mention this when he comes around that corner, <laughs> he's like, like what is? He comes around this corner like a madman, even though yeah, she's stuck in the tar. with it. Yeah, like, like mm. how she get out the tar, honey? Yeah, like he, he had to slide to stop. Oh, Freddie is so stupid looking. How'd she get out the tire? That don't make no damn sense. She run into place and then suddenly she makes it. I mean, and then also, if you notice that on. little, hold on, wait, but that little girl is now a doll, which I just love seeing how sick them see her. <laughs> love and you, it. And you know it's oh. a doll, too. Wait. Oh, not the lady Hank. I don't think I, oh, I, I didn't register this. Ew. Yeah, he's been killing for a long time. That's what this show's like. He's been killing for a long freaking time. <laughs> the little the little skeleton Ugh. got no hair. Put me down. You heard him. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm gonna I like, all right, I'm gonna beat, beat him with you now. I just um oh but I wanted to one thing I forgot to mention was in the beginning when they do the title credits, they make Dream Warriors in green font. And I just want to tell you that's how I knew I was in for something. Because when the movie back then gave you green font. They was about to get into some things, so I just knew this was gonna be some SF bullshit. Well, I mean, green font, and then also too docking with that, with that song, Dream Warrior. Yeah, like, like you, they you know. find yourself turn, singing this. They was like, "This is camp." Yep. Yeah. And then Kristen is in. She's in. This is her inception. She's in a dream inside of a dream. Yeah. Yes. I so hopefully I I know I can't possibly be the only person watching this who's not seen this before. So we learn now that like Freddie does this thing where he harms you, but it looks like you're self-harming. Cause out of nowhere she has a switchblade. Yeah. And the mom's like, oh no. You know, immediately and... puts her in the hospital. Which that's why I say her Kristen's mom is a little bit better than Nancy's mom because Nancy's mom was I mean, you you go back and watch it, but Nancy's mom is the yeah. worst. So. yeah, I tell you. So here's oh. Larry. Yep, good old Larry. Look at cool breezing in there. Like, man, I do this on the weekends, man. I just I'm just chilling. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. Like you like hearing a like you know he got a band somewhere, probably smoking weed. You know, he just so living just with three people. Yeah. Yeah, man, just living the life. Like, man, I just do this on the side just to have some extra money. And here go this I forget what this white this white doctor's name is, but he's just he's just walking like he thinks he owned the place. Dr. Gordon. So he the, set you up. I, I was kinda like, I don't know about him. <laughs> yeah, he, he kind of do because I mean but then you realize, like, this like, go either way. Yeah. But you realize he's kind of goofy too, right? <laughs> so, but at first, because the way he walked, I'm like, you, you think you got swag? What's up? But he eventually, you know, he redeems himself. Yeah, and plus the kids like him. So yeah. So, he, I heard our second black face. They're doing oh. good. Rolling Kincaid, man in the box. <laughs> first uh, of all, why he got to be in in, in uh, solitary confinement? Like, how y'all find a way to imprison the black man? Oh, uh, because he's black. So he's a threat. Yeah, they, figured, they figured it out, huh? 
<laughs> he's a threat because <laughs> I mean later on we're gonna talk about it when, when everything kind of go crazy who's the one to get hemmed up Kincaid Here. yes <laughs> okay but this is when I was skeptical of Dr. Gordon because he like I don't need nobody else I'm the man I'm like are you because these kids are still struggling so like you ain't cured none Dr. Dr. Gordon yeah, but at least he was trying. This uh, this other woman, she just, oh, it's all about the science. Like, no, it's not. Right, that's fair. Yeah, she's like the stick figure uh, doctor. Uh, she was the worst. She really. Yeah, was get it, Patricia. Go off. <laughs> Y'all ain't gonna put this stuff in me. Get the hell out. <laughs> I mean, but think about how terrifying it is when you're like, bro, I'm just having bad dreams. Like, can not can y'all not hospitalize me? Please, can you not take away my freedom, please? And see, that's what that's what that's one thing about this Period. franchise I like. Knock his ass out. Oh, damn! Ooh. Right in the oh, damn! He, like he, almost, uh -oh. he almost reflexed on her. He almost came back with that right hook. He said, "You know what, bitch?" <laughs> then she slice uh, Larry, and he's like, "Hold on, wait! I don't get paid enough for yeah, this." That's what I'm saying. He said, "Let me go. Let me take a break. Let me take my 15. Let me, let me, yeah. Let me go ahead and smoke. Let me do it. Get a smoke break. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I love when the character pops up at the perfect time and knows the perfect thing. So, here comes Nancy, who at yeah, this man. point I didn't know was in the first movie, yeah, because she, she's not in the second movie. The second movie goes a completely different route, so yeah. So, like, she just pops up. I'm like, this is a great doctor, she's aware, she's she's you know, knows what's going on with the kids, she knows about Freddie, okay. See, and what's good about this, you okay, you watching this one first. So when you go back and watch the first one, it's almost like you're watching a prequel. The prequel, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> that's what that's gonna be like. But I like that they're all out. What I do like about these series in general is that they they can exist separately. You know, like you don't really have to have watched it because they'll re-explain it to you as you go. Yeah, the the only one that doesn't do that is part two part two is like the outlier of the franchise but i guess and, i just mean all these franchises do that well and i think that's what's cool about creating a character that lives on like this yeah but but look at dr gordon he he Ooh. he see nancy he's like mm, who is this let me let me yeah, let me he's like, Wait a minute, this y'all ain't tell me the grass student was a was a babe yeah because he was talking he was talking shit you know at first like, i don't need no grass student coming to his and i was like yeah. oh, who are you like, and then he said she's an intern and i'm like wait a minute don't be flirting with her dr gordon what the fuck yeah, yeah, Neil, Neil, you know, he's putting it down. He's like, let me get first dibs into this before yeah, anybody but else. He, he also grabs her pills, and I'm like, HIPAA. Yeah, because he, he looks square at it. He's like, he, man, he, my damn pills. Memorize her prescription number, sir. Hypnoseal. So, and, and that's and this is the first movie where you start when you see Hypnoseal. So they bring it up again mm -hmm. in um, Freddy versus Jason. It comes back. By the way, um, which is something I think I saw in theaters. <laughs> So I lied when I said I haven't. You just reminded me I saw it later. You know, I think everybody saw that movie because I went with a bunch of people to see that at the movie theater. Actually. Didn't Jason go to space? Uh, yes, in Jason X, which I've yes. actually come to like that one. Now I kind of went like these shoots are. Can oh, here's the first time you see the nun. I didn't <sighs> see. I'm yeah. I'm catching it again now that I'm watching it again. Okay. Yeah, the good old sister Helen. Helena, yeah, which she becomes more of a figure because, like, okay, parts three, four, and five is like a small trilogy in itself because mm -hmm. it kind of feeds on each other, yeah, and and everything. So, you learn more about her character in these three films, also. The thing I like and don't like, though, about these is that 
they just kind of create their own rules. And I don't like not being clear on what would really kill the person. Like, I literally feel like I still don't know what would kill any of these figures. Like, nothing will kill them. Uh, I mean, pretty much they die. And then the, the studio life, you watch the, um, the documentaries about them. Every time one movie does well, like, they go some months and it's like, how can we bring them back? <laughs> you right, know, because right, right. people like so it's basically like, yeah, they do die. They are dead at the end of every movie, but the studio just like, you know what? The kids love them. So let's bring them back Ooh. somehow. Hold on, Kincaid just burned him. <sighs> he said, Joe, I don't gotta look at your ugly face. I'm like, yeah, some sass, finally, from somebody. Um, yeah, I I get what the studio's doing. I'm just saying, like as a person who pretends like I'm in these films, I'm like, bruh, if I had no real way of knowing how to kill him, that would be a problem. Yeah, there's, look, at, look at horny Joey. Good old and this Joey. woman is grown. I mean, Joey is 15. Joey didn't no, but I, right, but I'm saying like later on when he gets hemmed up, I'm like, Joey, I know you should, you sh- really should have thought twice. Look, that man was horny. That's all that was. He 15, his hormones is all over the place. He, <laughs> he thought it was real. <laughs> That's all he thought. Like and got the, like got the. T- Joey killed somebody. He got the teardrop on his. That confused me because I was like, "Is this uh?" Because what I all started to think about was it how they use like the birthmark on the kid's face to track him over the years. But I'm like, this is something else. But uh, but I always had that feel like did Joey kill somebody and that's why he got the you know the right. prison I, teardrop. Now, now I'm like, wait a minute, is that his way of telling people he's sad today? <sighs> you know what? You you might be right. <laughs> it's like yeah because we don't know why he doesn't talk you yeah know, exactly they, they never explain like why exactly he doesn't talk he can talk very but, unanswered yeah so it makes you wonder like did, whatever happened before he got in there is that the reason why he doesn't talk right so and back to Kristen's mom you know but look, okay, this was making me mad. Look how big this house is. I could have stayed awake while you was getting your smash on. I would not have heard you. Right. Let, you should have let me stay up. I wouldn't be in this predicament. This house has wings to it. You, so I'm you, saying, like, go mind your business. Like, I, unless you just planned on being, like, in the same side of the house as Nancy. Like, you go to sleep. I'm like, I'm like that's on you if you want to be next door to me, but I didn't even know you was home. <laughs> so I'm like, you know. Yeah, you come here bothering me. Like, what are you doing? Nancy sees the house, and you know, later we find out that that's relevant. But oh man, I love this computer. Look at this. Look at how far we've come. Man, Steve Jobs special right there, 1987. Is... <laughs> the mouse has three buttons and is at a, a, a <laughs> angle. Oh, like, what are we? That was look, that was the height of technology back then. But I kind of love, oh, that's what he's looking up, trying to figure out what's up with her. So he about to use that either against her or to, like, he might be plotting at this point with this hypnosil info. But that's really not his damn business. It's not. He's looking like, what the fuck? Are you, like, what is this? Like, yeah, who are you, lady? Who come in yeah. here with your, with your blonde streak in your hair and right. come in here and calm these kids down, which I couldn't do? Like, who are you? It's the way that, like, I've had insomnia and I've had like fear of bad dreams. I've actually had this. So it's the way that like I would be so terrified because you have to sleep. Like this is really a good concept because you have to sleep. You know what? And, and you're right. And 
even though I hate the remake, which everyone hates the remake, but the one thing that the remake did very well is that about the whole like the sleep thing and how you start mm-hmm. to have micro naps where you actually start like falling asleep and wide awake at the same time. Mm-hmm. All right, so the little girl bike then rolled in with blood on the tricycle wheels, honey. That's it for me. I'm not investigating nothing. That I'm pressing like that button on the wall, honey. That looked like the same tricycle that Leprechaun was riding. But I feel like they, all the directors had the same tricycle. They went, to, they said, "Let me borrow that on your set." Jeez. And then now it's starting to Ooh. melt. Oh, the hell! Yeah, let me. Children, read. The caption says "children screaming." I'm like, this is very dark. <laughs> these, like I say, these first couple movies are dark. It's like once you get, I want to say, starting with four. Is where he starts with the whole. Let me be. Let me crack these jokes while I'm. Gets more campy, yeah. Yeah, let me, let me crack. Let me get these jokes off. Is basically how he goes. Oh, damn pig. The luau pig, yeah. Oh, which is probably actually some some child that he got looking like a pig, so she ate it to turn into a kid. Oh my god. Her nose is doing what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, that thing. Like, how long has pig been sitting here? Like, ew. Oh, not the pig moving. Uh-uh, honey. <laughs> ew. Ew. That was Jeez. so random. Yep, time to go. <laughs> but my thing is, like, I, I just really... I'm just trying to think, like, would, would I keep exploring the house or would I just sit at the front door and just be like, are oh, you about to come kill me right here? Because the right? more you go in, you're in their lair. Like, they have all the drop on you. Exactly, which is about to happen here in a, in a yeah. second. But some moving under this damn magic carpet. Damn tremor! Like, God, right? Tremors in hell. Like, what is this? And this scene is okay. So in the um, in the documentary, they talk about this. It's like they didn't realize that when this Freddy worm shows up, that this thing looked like a damn dick. <laughs> they say, "Oh, we didn't realize what it looked like." It's like how the hell also, you did Oh really? yes. What else did it remind me of? Ew, it is so nasty. It's such a it's like a Freddy slug, but it's made of his face. But I'm like, how do you not look? You have this long thing in the head. <sighs> Jesus Christ. And then she calls to Nancy. Nancy hears her from it's her like, nap. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. Wait, no, my favorite part is Nancy goes her she goes back her head her hand to her forehead. Boom, passes out into the dream, falls yes. into the chair, she's in the dream. That's crazy. You know, but you know what, what's funny about it? It makes me more like, did Christopher Nolan, like, did he watch this and was like, you know what, I can kind of use some of this stuff for Inception? Oh, for sure. I mean, I feel like, but people are like obsessed with the idea of dreams because we literally are just on this planet not knowing what the fuck is happening with us. Dude, he looked a little bit like out. Gollum in this. Yeah, this is gross. <laughs> like, so, you. So she, I don't know how canon this is, but she, when she called him to the dream, she came through a mirror and used the shards to stab him in the eye. But the point is that, like, they kind of use mirrors later on. And so Freddie kind of exists. So I'm like, but you never see, well, actually, it's a lie because you saw Freddie in the mirror before. So that's something else I'm learning about him and his, his dreams. And then he kind of like can exist in the mirror. I don't know, pull you through the mirror kind of thing. Yeah, um, I mean, once again, that that kind of goes back to the first one with Nancy and and Freddie. Mm, okay, great. So, but but yeah, it, it is because like he, even though he is 
the you know the dream demon. He's the master of the dreams, but there are little weaknesses in his mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, of his mastery, which they they start to kind of exploit, and mm-hmm. that's how they figure out ways to defeat him. But right, exactly. Let's, let's so this little girl starts saying, "Yeah, like when I was young, I used to be able to summon people into my dreams," and says it. Like she used to have an invisible friend growing up, like with no big deal. Oh well, I mean, well, she because she says too that she she uh she used to put her dad into her dreams. Right, and it makes but she's wonder. saying it so so chill. Yeah, but 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 you know what? It makes me wonder. Like, did Freddie kill her dad? Oh, possibly, but that's oh, like in the dream, maybe. Yeah, in the dream, yeah, and because you know the dad is not around, so it's like well. Did she possibly pull him into the dream? And Fred's yeah. like, who the fuck are you? And, and like, let me get you out of the paint. So. I'm more just saying, like, this girl has a superpower. Like, she should, like, this should become an X Men movie now. Well, it kind of is. I mean, you got the X Men right here. So. Yeah, I'm like, this is too much. <laughs> like, the girl could pull people into her dreams. Let's not undersell that. So, so basically, Dr. Gordon is, um, would, would he be uh, Xavier and Sims, the old <laughs> doctor? Is she going to be a uh, uh, Magneto? Yeah. That janky remake for sure. Jesus. And Kincaid. Uh, I don't even want to say what King. I don't even want to say what Kincaid is. Like, he just said, like, I want to be in this shit. Oh, like, yeah. He's this, he's giving um the thing from Fantastic Four. They're giving him that type of energy. Yeah, but um, I, I, look, I, I'm definitely going to have to bring this. Because when I was when I was watching this and I had live tweeted it, and, and I said that they had this man looking like the damn Kool-Aid man. You did say that and it happened and you said that I was like oh but then I saw the scene specifically and said oh my god this is a violation. It really, you know that's how they used to do us in the 80s. You know they would do silly shit like that. And I'm like they really had this man looking like the Kool-Aid man. And he even they have him burst through a wall with this red shirt and these red shoes. And it's like disgusting. <sighs> It's like y'all, y'all really went there. And look oh, and then she, yeah, now she's gonna say that their nightmares are psychological scars from moral defects and overt sexuality. Now she's just making up shit. And I'm like, <laughs> fam, like you know, again, let's just talk about we're in a scientific facility. Multiple people in different places dreaming about the same thing is a phenomenon. Like, let's stop. Like, I love that the '80s was just about like denying people things that are very clearly in your face. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's one reason too why I like like the '80s movie because they would do stuff, even though some of it now is looked as like cringy and everything. But they would really, you know, they would really put stuff out there, especially in horror movies. They would they were doing stuff that a lot of the mainstream movies were not doing. Mm-hmm. So, for sure, so I always give them sure. credit for that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you watch the second movie and you you'll see what I mean by that. So I won't like I won't tell you, but you watch the second okay. movie, you you get it. Oh, trust me, you can spoil this because I don't. I'm not rushing to this. I got to catch up with some new things. Well, I mean, the second movie is basically a whole allegory for homophobia mm. and about coming out as a teenage boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's basically what the second movie is all about. Mm-hmm. That's really what. It's How, about. No, no funny stuff. What he didn't need to be lifted out of that chair to get in that bitch. No, he really did. He could have been there to get him. He could have lifted himself up out of there. Max said, "You're moving too slow. Let me let me let me help you get in this bed." They said, "Look, take your ass to sleep." Damn, Will. Damn, Doctor Strange. But we're gonna talk about that later. Um. 
So, and then I just wanted to point out in group, they mentioned that the the kid who won't speak used to be on the debate team. So they're just showing how, like, how, like, these dreams have ruined everyone's lives and took them to the opposite of what, what they ever imagined. Yeah. And like I said, this, this movie does a great job of kind of start going down that road. Like, what are these kids going through? And, mm-hmm. and just how they deal with stuff. Like, how the parents are dealing with their own crap, but not paying attention to the kids. The kids are trying to figure mm-hmm. their own way through life. Yeah, because Nancy Daddy was a son of a bitch, for sure. Well, at, at least put, in this, and how they introduced him, he was not great. Well, I mean, you to, I, look, I put canon, I, I, I kind of tied this in a shared universe with Enter the Dragon and say that this is what happened to Roper after he, after he got back from that island with Bruce Lee. And he ended up getting married, had a daughter, and became a cop. So, yeah. But, so he changed. Yeah, he changed in a, in a lot of ways. Because if you yeah. seen End of the Dragon, he was moving real, real grimy in that movie. Um, yeah, I think it does really matter when you introduce yourself to a character. <laughs> but in this, I mean, he's been through some shit. So, True. but but it goes back to the first movie. True. So. So Nancy and Dr. Gordon are out and I'm just like, my man's like, I know you're intro- you're kind of like acclimating her to a new work environment. But this is also a date. And I love that they used to try to like, like they, men are like, I don't know what to do anymore. It's like, don't take me out on a date. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> You know, like under the guise of introducing me to work, like you're flirting, you know? He, he really trying to, you know, go ahead and know what he was doing. This man. She like 23, child. Oh shit, even if, if that was this I love. I love this scene. So what's his name had been whittling and carving like different puppets just as a hobby, and one of them just becomes Freddy. You know, I really, I, I kind of didn't like that. Philip was the first one to get got. Yeah. I, I really didn't like that because I, I liked his character. I wanted more of his character. Yeah, for sure. But the claymation aspect of it, and then him using his knife fingers to cut his own puppetry. I love, like, I'm like, okay, they're really getting into some shit with this. Yeah. And then he just appears. They're using all the effects. They just gave my, they just unshrunk the kids with Freddy. They use claymation already. Man, if I look, if I'm asleep and I wake up and Oof. I wake up and I see this man basically grow in front of me. Yeah, I'm already, I'm already, I, I'm just like, kill me. I'm like, Freddy, I'm not going nowhere. Kill me in the bed. It's just the whole thing where no, I'm not gonna get you in the bed. I'm I gonna, love this. I love this. I'm, I'm gonna take you on a walk. So Philip being the sleepwalker, his friend is you. Uh, Kincaid is used to him doing it, and when he doesn't respond to one attempt to wake up, he goes, "All right, fuck you then." But look, I don't care if you half asleep or not. If if you wake up and you see somebody walking like that, clearly something is not right. Right. I mean, also we're fighting a boogeyman demon thing that we don't understand. Like I definitely would double check, but. Knowing me, honestly, if I'm asleep, I would have been. I wouldn't even woke up, so I wouldn't even have checked on him. I would have been knocked out. So that's the. That's what I mean. Everybody failed him. The night nurse is like, all right, well, you don't notice somebody moving across your peripheral, ma'am. Quit playing with me. And then he disappears through a door. So Freddie's, yeah. Freddie has some powers, honey. But but the thing is, okay. Who, who who was supposed to be keeping watch? Was it supposed to be Kincaid or was it supposed to be Philip? Because we know with Joey so, and Will, Joey. I don't think that Philip and Kincaid set up a system. I don't think they thought about it. 
You know what? You're right. Today was sweet. Because <laughs> KK probably was like, man, I'm going to sleep. No, I man, you need to wake up. Yeah, I definitely be like, hey, like, check on me in the morning, please. Like, I would have a system for sure. Man, if, you know, KK, man, whatever. If you if you awake, right. if you awake, you awake. If you ain't, yeah, he uh, said, have yeah. a nice walk, asshole. Yeah, King K kill this. Joey getting on my nerve. Yeah, Joey had to do it. Like, speak. Like, talk. Right, like, come on, Joey. Keep playing. Like, you're not, I don't know. Okay, anyway, so yeah, so he wakes everybody in the hall up. Very smart move. Nobody can do anything about this. They just all witness the travesty, but at least he woke them up. Yeah. So all the kids, this is when I'm like, oh, they're really in it together because they're like, wait, something's going on. Yeah, because they know they know what's going. They know what's going on. Huh. And Philip, oh sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'm just saying they. Yeah, you like you said mm-hmm. them being all together. Like they know what the deal is. But grimy ass doctor, was just right. you know making up shit. You know, right? They know they they know they have to look out for each other. And then Philip does great acting in terms of like acting like he's being pulled by Freddie. And then Freddie, I like I like seeing Freddie up there as a puppet master. Like that's a great shot. Man, Philip do a damn Jeff Hardy off the damn towel. Jeez. That was so sad. Damn, Kincaid. <laughs> he, he did not care. He, you know, he, he wasn't strong enough. Jesus. Damn. Now, I hope that Kincaid does, like, the thing that makes me mad is Kincaid goes, I can last longer than any of y'all. I'm strong. I want Freddy Krueger Nightmare on Street 12 to be Kincaid surviving like i want kincaid to win this whole thing but he's not and that makes me mad um all i would say is watch part four okay <laughs> that's all i say um like, 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 nothing more it's just a nightmare nothing more like get her out of here she don't know what the hell she's talking and will like she was he was wide awake here this wasn't no suicide it wasn't no damn suicide come on man he gave up. No, he didn't give up. Like, okay, this is what is. Listen, Kincaid kept it real. He said, lady, you wasting my damn time. Okay, so I just want to speak on like the idea. There's always these debates in the timeline about therapy and like people think therapy is the end all be all. Is therapy not being so great? I definitely am pro therapy. But what is pissing me off here is like, there's these constant depictions of mental health professionals thinking of themselves as like better than everyone else and forgetting that they're there to treat their patient. Yeah. So it's like the way that they're like, all these kids are telling you something and you're like, no, 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 no. I've never seen it. Damn. So they and I'm just like, this is why, this is how. Damn. Damn. Okay, yeah. Jesus. They, they hoisted they him out of this shit. They clinked his ass out. They brought everybody in there. But, but look, uh, that look, the doctor she was ready to push that button real quick when King K started getting loud. Like, oh, we gotta get him out of here. Why? Because he black. Like, really? Right. Okay. But no, no, you're right. You're right about that. And that is like what this scene is. Because like, it's like they're not listening to what these kids are telling them. It's like they haven't made up in their minds. Even Gordon, to a sense, is not really listening to what they're saying. Like, he's like, oh, he must have killed himself. And I'm like, so you're going to tell me kids around the, the world in this one town are just killing themselves because they feel like it? Like, that, this is too back to back to back to back? Yeah, because I mean, and we find t- out. Mm-hmm. No, I was going to say, because we, we find out they are the last of the Elm Street kids. Right, exactly. So, 
Then Gordon, he freaks out and say, well, you, like, we going to do this hypnosis thing or, you, or I'm going to mm-hmm. go and turn in my resignation. It's like, oh, shit, what did I just say? I got a morning. And it's just so scary. Like, I hate seeing people in solitary confinement because I just think that, like, it's just think about people actually being in prison right now. It just fucks me up. Because that shit is lonely and not good for your brain. Kincaid is down bad. For sure. He's down bad. And Larry ain't saying shit about it. He should be. Uh, anyway, I don't want to get into Man, it. He, the one, that, look, he yeah. the one that hoisted him out of there. So. Yeah, I'm too woke for this. This is different. But um. Uh-oh. Here's Larry again. And you know what? Real, real quick about Larry Fishburne. It's like, he was somewhat of a name at this point, but he wasn't what he becomes in the 90s and on. But for sure. This is like a nothing role for him. Mm-hmm. Anybody could have played this part. And mm-hmm. it, it's just wild that he's in this movie. And I, I would always like want to know like wh- like how how did he get cast in this movie? Like did he audition for it or did they offer this role to and, and he doesn't get enough credit as like an as a black man with a full beard. You know, this beard looks great. And I just don't think that, you know, we're very beard focused these days, but he had a great 80s beard. I mean, when you when you think about it, when you think of beards like his. You either think of him or Teddy Pendergrass. <laughs> yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. I'm. You're right because you're. I forgot. I forgot about the seventies. You're right. That, that's it. Number two, you think about. But I'm just saying, we never think, think of him as like a handsome. No, you're okay. Right. He's. He's. Well, I'm just saying he doesn't get any credit as like a black. Like he gets credit as an actor, but I feel like because he didn't do as many. I'm just throwing shit out there. I feel like because he didn't do as many black movies, we don't really talk about him in the way we talk about other people of his same time period. But maybe I'm tripping. No, no. I mean, you're right. He he was never looked at as, you know. Oh, he's a sexy man. I, I don't think he, I, I've yeah. heard it. Or and I'm just even thinking like, was he in any Spike Lee joints? Like, I just don't. I think he's just an actor that's black. Like, well, you he, don't, you know. He was in. He was in School Days. Oh, girl, you're right. You know, good old Dap Dunlap. Because I always love that scene in that movie with him and Samuel Jackson when they had that face off outside the KFC. Oh my god, you're right. But you know what? Hold on, I'm tri- I'm tripping, because now I'm thinking about Samuel Jackson in Coming to America, and they look the same. <laughs> like they well, look the same. He looked the same as he looked in this movie. Well, but then again, you know Samuel Jackson and Eddie Murphy were good friends. So. Not this bitch burning herself with a cigarette again. Yeah, Je- Jennifer was down bad too. She said, "I'm gonna be an actress on TV when I get out of here." I don't think I think somebody forgot to tell her. You ain't getting out of here. <laughs> I'm gonna think more of my my Lawrence Fishburne take. I just I'm trying to figure out how I would describe him, but but I'm just happy. I'm happy to see him. You know, I always think like all these movies could have always been done with all white people. When you think about how Hollywood is, so I'm always hyped for like that one random black character. Yeah, I mean another. Let's see, Billy D. Williams. He kind of falls in and out of that a little bit. So. I love when there's watching something and then Freddie just pops into it. Man, look, and, like just Freddie on Days of Our Lives. Dick Cabot and who the fuck would you think? Jesus, mm-hmm. <laughs> that always made me laugh. But look, my thing is, where are you? why are you going towards the TV? You know you saw some crazy stuff. Go walk the other room. Go home. Go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, the same guy that's been trying to kill me for I don't know how long he shows up on the TV. Let me go towards the TV. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Like she's like, oh, am I tripping? Am I? Yeah. Except the site. This is a good kill, though. He literally creates arm, like mechanical arms out of the TV and becomes like a TV robot. TV becomes a transformer. And it says <laughs> that this is her big break. Well, this is when he listen to me. This is my this is my first favorite kill. And that's why I'm like, why can't I? I can't be on Freddie's side because he's this terrible person. But Damn. they make you. I wanted to be on his side. Now, how the hell did she get up there? And they just gonna act like that's a, that's the suey. Like that's not. She did yeah. not kill herself. And that look on Max's face, like, yeah, I don't get paid for this shit. Yeah, he's like, oh god. Um, here's another nun. He says, I don't fall for it. It's a whole science. She's like, mm, sad for you. But yeah, I just think that was a great kill. And welcome to primetime, bitch. Yeah. Iconic. Hey man, Freddie, like I say, that's why people loved him because he he had them lines. Yeah, like let's just rewrite his backstory. I mean, because I think it would have made sense if, like, he was, but like, you know, like, kind of a Michael Myers story. He's Billy, he was treated wrong. That's why he kills kids. But we're literally saying he haunts kids. Because, well, now these specific kids because he's mad at their parents. But it, oh, man, I'm just so conflicted. Well, I mean, do you, do you know the backstory of, of Freddie? That he was a child molester and the parents killed him? No, I mean, b- b- before that. Before no. That. Okay, oh, so... no, no, yes, yes, that, that his mother got like gang raped. Yes, he's the son of a thousand maniacs. First so. of all, I, okay, hold on. <laughs> I know, I knew this information already, but the way you, so okay, because is it okay to do spoilers? Hey, no, you I can. guess if you okay. So yeah, so we find out later that this nun who's popping up is like at the very very end. We find out it's actually his mama, and she's there to try to help them put him to rest. But I want to know. So was she? She was. It was pre-nun that she got raped? Mm, I mean, I have to watch part of... I think it's five where they... Is he, I think it's five where they show it. Yeah, part five is where they show it. They show it? it? Well, I mean, they don't show her actually oh, getting okay. raped, but they show how she gets locked inside the, okay. the, the, the room with all the dudes. And one of the guys tasteful. is Robert England as one of the inmates. So Distasteful, distasteful. Okay. Yeah. And then a thousand? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was actually a thousand. Okay, probably maybe like fifty or sixty that's in this room. How many people make Freddy Krueger's mother? I just need to know before I move on. This I mean, I know they say they say a thousand, but when they show a hundred, a hundred, a hundred. Yeah. So let's talk about a one hundred, okay? Let me give you concept: one, two, Mm. three, Mm. four, good lord, five. Six, seven, it's a rough day. Eight, nine. God Look how long it took me to count to ten. God damn it. Okay, that is these. I like. It's just like they went, so, and and you know it was the eighties, and it was so like you said they built new line, like it was so new because it did not have to go to the height of all. It did not have to be a hundred people raping this woman. Like I, I feel like that's enough to kill you. Like you would die from that. Tra- like that's a train running over you on the train tracks. That's too much. It's too much. So I'm just like, why is this backstory so fucking ridiculous? I guess to make him even more ridiculous, I guess. 
But, oh well, no, we, I know, I know, but I'm just saying, like, why, like, guys, like, we, it could have just been, hey, here's this guy <laughs> in a dream, and I'm like, oh my god, it's he's melted, like that's all I needed. But also, too, that's their see, that's their way of kind of giving him a sympathetic component, right? Too. Like, of course, it would make sense. Yeah, it's like he didn't have a choice in the matter. He's a product of you know his environment, basically, type right, of deal. Right. Yeah, which is but, actually also not true. Yeah, that, exactly. But you know, that, that's that's because you don't have to know the trauma of your. I guess they're saying like no matter how you slice it, his father was was a maniac. So half of him is going to be maniacal. Um, which okay, fine. But um, yeah, I think there's. So now they're in groups. Sorry, that I had to just really take a whole side note to understand his back story. Hold on, hold on. But before we get to this scene, let's go. Let's let's not gloss over that fit that uh that Nancy had at at the uh, at the funeral when she walked up on Neil with that hat. Oh, the, with the in the black all black. <laughs> yeah, because you notice the next scene after that they back at Neil's place and he got the fire going and he's like, wait, what? no, wait. She looking like she was looking like um. Queen Marjorie's mother. Who was the old the lady in uh, Game of Thrones in all black who used to come uh, through running shit? Lady Olena. Lady o- yeah, she came as a lady Olena fit. She was ready. <laughs> and then now they're in front of a fireplace. I'm like, we know what a fireplace means. Exactly. The, yeah. yeah, so basically, uh, yeah, they they smashed. Yeah. But I'm yeah. like, like, but y'all talk about science and all these rules, like Look. y'all gotta keep it, you know what I mean? Be consistent. Neil Neil said. We're doing this for science. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he said. We're, we're doing this for science. Because, you know, like, he see her at the, at the grave site. Then next thing you know, they're at his place with the fireplace. Then the next scene is them in group. Really? How about the fact that they don't even care about that child? Y'all not even more. Y'all not even really mourning him. Y'all just mad because the state about to censor y'all. Y'all about to get a letter in the mail over this. Exactly. Going already, he, he on his last legs anyway, you know, threatening to resign, so... But that was a great train. I guess that helps make sense of why he's so easily going to let her do whatever she wants to do therapeutically. Because now he's like, all right, you want to do hypnosis? Cool. You want to give them all medicines? Cool. Like she got him, she gripping him up and changing the treatment plan. Yes. Yes, she she did. She, she, she got his nose wide open and he like, okay, can can, can we be by the fireplace again? Have you ever been hypnotized? I have not. I did it in college and it was weird because like it was like a show, like a thing where they would have people come up. And it was weird because I felt like I was, but I also felt like I like I felt like I could have pulled myself out of it, but I wasn't doing that. And I was just like, this is weird. But it but I think it kind like it kind of is a thing. It's kind of legit. I mean, you know the backstory about what happened with uh Virginia Matson and the original Candyman, where they really did hypnotize her. Um, I'm a little bit too young for Candyman, the original. Oh no! But yeah, that, I definitely should have gone back to watch it. But I, I, it's on my list, and I'm so, embarrassed to admit how many things I haven't seen. It's it's the scene where we first see Candyman, Tony Todd, in all his glory mm-hmm. in this parking mm-hmm. garage, mm-hmm. and when she's like looking kind of with her head tilted, and you see this single tear come down her eye, she's actually hypnotized, and it's like. Y'all really hypnotized this woman, and she and, and she couldn't get out of it. And and I think that tears her yeah. probably like. Yeah, it's like, like kind of like the get out thing. Yeah, I feel you. I'm like this is this is madness, but but yeah, that's a great that's a great scene though. Um, so I, I was suspicious going back to this group therapy hypnosis thing of the. I'm like, oh, crew, they're already asleep and they don't know it. 
because that's how all these dreams are. Like, they just morph. And when Joey saw this girl, she was giving him the eyes. I said, now, Joey. Now, Joseph. Horny Joey. You are 15 years old, and this lady works minimum wage at this place. You think she just decided tonight of all night? And they take this scene so far. Yeah. But I mean, it's a it's a dream. So think about like your dreams, how they how they play out. Sometimes they go dreams do kind of go pretty far with some stuff. But do um that's true. But do yeah, I don't know. It's just I'm just like ugh. Like in the lens of 2021, I'm like this is grooming. If this is real, like I don't know what's what's worse, Freddie or this lady trying to be with this child. And you know you know what's crazy about that? I actually had a idea for a story, like dealing with this because a friend of mine his stepdad he worked at a um, girl's um, facility and he got caught up where he was fooling around with one of the girls and i kind of started thinking like what if you know there was like a a story like a like a movie made like dealing with that and everything because you, you don't see stuff like that and oh you just opened up a whole can of worms hold on yeah. i'm gonna come i want to come back to that because the other thing so they're in this dream the kids, they don't realize Joey's gone. They're all in there figuring out what they can do because they're in a dream. What's her name is now Simone Biles. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> yeah. And Will turns into Doctor Strange. Yes. And I and this is how this is how you know what era this is because his powers are green static. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, I love that we just dated this. Kincaid is just super strong. And Dr. Gordon's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, that's what fuck you. That's what messed you up so bad, Dr. Gordon. Look at <laughs> And that homegirl is is hair metal. Damn, uh, Joan Jet. That's who yeah, she is. Like, she's a, she's leathered, and that's her just her her new personality and her dreams. I'm like, lol. Like, help me understand the backstory. I'm bad and bad. I'm beautiful and bad. Like, what? Yeah, I I mean, I love, but I do love that each character was clearly a character. Like, none of these kids are like just devices for this movie. Like. They all have their own backstory. And Joey that's what I'm saying. Now Joey ready to get gripped up. That's what that's. I mean, literally got her naked. I'm like, this is what got them the R rating. Yeah, because she, I mean, yeah, I mean this, this is the movies. 80s. You yeah. got a lot of this back in the 80s. So, ew. so they're making out. He's making out with this hot nurse. And all of a sudden, Cat got her tongue. Because lose his damn mind. Oh, ew, ew. So she pulls his tongue out. Oh, gross. Oh, ill, just so nasty. And uses the tongue, shoots out tongues to lock him up into this bed frame. Mm. I love that Freddie will like go into anybody's body. Like, Freddie is not gender, you know, I mean, ge- Freddie is gender neutral. Freddie is like, I'll be the hot girl. I don't care whatever gets it. Yeah, the, the, to lure you in. And then that's thing, you know, you're dangling over the hell mouth. So, feeling tongue tied. Like, come on, great dialogue. And then the bed drops into the pits of hell, which is clearly like Freddy's layered. So many bodies. I don't. Ugh, this man pulls up. Hell mouse. Look at this. Jesus Christ. So going back though, <sighs> I think that um that I I want to move. I want us as a people to move away from this this infatuation we've had with like. I'm trying to avoid the word, but like truly, it is like with pedophilia, like this idea that adults and kids could develop relationships like exploring that because there's so many I feel like that has not like that's never not been a thing but I think that one thing I'm appreciating 
is that we're, we stopped kind of talking about like men, like fantasizing about being with older women as if that's normal. So that's also not okay. And like, the, like, so in this movie, of course they did that in the eighties. That's what they did. But I'm grateful that now, like there's been shows like a teacher and like shows like that, that show the bad side of like grooming, even when it is young boys in mind, going back to that topic of before, like him and his grown ass nurse. Not a, not, not a room turning to damn hell and everything. Everybody like, oh no. And Kincaid thinks he can push a steel door, a steel wall back. I'm like, bro, you're really overestimating these uh uh eight mile abilities you got. <laughs> the, the damn being Wait, eight mile. Man. I meant green mile. This man thinks he being grim out here. Oh no. Wait. And the serious nurse comes in and we find out that Joey's in a coma. Everybody sitting in the chair asleep, Joey on the floor laid out. That is hilarious though to walk in. They're having all this chaos going on, but the way what you actually walk into is all these kids sleep. Joey out. She about to narc on my boy. Going like, oh women. <laughs> Man, out of it. He looks like they, they got this guy who's like in charge of the mental hospital and they cast him perfectly. He looks like a guy who sits in an office and administrates over a mental hospital. Look at look look, look at Dr. Sim. Just just snitching. Yeah, she ain't gang. And why? Oh, they both boom, fired. Damn. He stressed. He like, wait a minute. Like, like, I was just planning about saying I wanted to resign. Wait a minute. Like, I got a mortgage. Like, Jesus Christ. Damn, yeah, in four days you had two suicides and one is in a coma. Yep. But now that he's done the group dream with them, he's he's on their side. He gets it. Yeah, because he, he I mean, you got to see it, right? You can't just talk about it. You got to see what they see. Yeah, and he didn't even see Freddy. He just knows that they're dreaming together. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to help these kids. And she's like, I do it. I'll listen to him. He ain't going to listen There's to shit. There's nothing more sad than somebody walking out of a place with a box of all their belongings. It was down bad. <laughs> the man trying to figure out what he gonna do. Like, damn. Man hurt. Lost his job. Nancy about to dump him. Like, she ain't gonna want nobody, no broke doctor. Oh, well. But then he looks up. See that nun again. Help the nun come come to help, but I always I always like that picture. It's, it's convenient, like the picture that he he turns over is the picture of him, Philip, and Jennifer, like the two people that get killed. Right, right, right. <laughs> like just conveniently, he he got a picture with them. Sister, like come up here, man. I got some info for you. Get a get your ass up. Like let me hip you to what's really going on. He's struggling trying to get up there. It wouldn't work though, because if I had my glasses on, I would not have seen her in that tower. I would have like, kept on driving. <laughs> like, who the hell is that? Like, you about to commit suicide? What are you doing? I'd be like, they didn't fire me. So it's he, not my and, business. And he don't ask that question, like, how is this done up there? Because he had to break in. So how did she get up there? <laughs> he ain't asking that question. He just he just right, blindly going run up. Yeah, he just he too curious for me. She she moving away, Freddie moved. Right, moving through solid doors. Damn pigeons flying like the fuck. Damn pigeon coop up there. What the hell is this? Right. 
Like that's the wrong bird, y'all. <laughs> Damn bird almost flew in his head. What's what the hell? She's just in here chilling. Like I say, he's like going. like, do you realize? Like, okay, you the only one that see this woman. Like, you you haven't you haven't caught on that she's a ghost because she only shows up to him. Yeah, you don't understand. If I walk in somewhere dark and somebody's doing a ritual and they don't turn around when I call their name, I already know it's something going on. Like they're always just like they light their candles slowly and then they turn around and go welcome. And I'm like, oh hell no! <laughs> like where am I? Ma'am, why are you bothering me? I'm I'm, I'm having a bad day. Like, man, I just, like, I just got fired. I don't know how I'm gonna pay my mortgage. Like, I'm down bad right now. Like, like, what are you gonna do for me? By the hands of the men, twisted, lonely souls. Jesus, the worst of the criminally insane. And now she, now she, see, this is where the whole that whole mythos and backstory comes up. Young girl on the staff was accidentally locked in here over the holidays. So she was in there for some days. <laughs> Jesus. They kept her, they kept her hidden. So they was raping her. Oh my God. Yeah, this shit is triggering. I'm like, whoa. That's the that's the worst Royal Rumble. Jeez, not the, not the greatest Royal Rumble. That's the worst Royal Rumble. I'm gonna ignore that joke. It's <laughs> the worst joke you ever made. That's I mean, just the worst. I mean, <laughs> wow. Nah, that, I mean, that's, that's something that mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm, somebody was talking no, about. No. It's, it's the worst world. I mean, it is. And it's not. It's not real. But I think what's messed up is like the reason why I take this stuff seriously. Besides, obviously, the Freddie of it all is like yeah. these. They're they're talking about terrible things that do happen to people. Yeah. But you it's know. Like, but okay. But in all seriousness, how did nobody on the staff know that this girl was missing? Like, y'all know she went in there. How do y'all know she didn't come out? Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but she said only a couple. That That's a great point. I think that, like, there's a lot of holes in this story. Um, but I just definitely hate that, like, like, I think what I'm saying is I hate that there's a world where, like, we just accept that these terrible things happen, you know, people kill kids and all that stuff. But we like the idea of like dreams being connected is like, oh no, like that is, I, we can't, oh. that's my second favorite scene. Okay. So, so anyway, we find out that like we need to go bury, Freddie needs to be reburied into a hollow ground to be at peace. And Nancy is sitting in the hospital room with Joey. And like release him, let him go, you bastard! And Freddie takes his little nail and oh, writes on shit. on Joey's Joey's chest with like like cutting him up and says, "Come and get him, bitch!" And again, it's the one liners for me. <laughs> Just this like Freddie is hilarious. This man is talking shit from a dream. Cash money. He said, "Come and get him." Back in blood, Nancy. Jesus Christ. So, so one person that they got to go, they got to go find. The only person that yeah. can, <laughs> the, the one person in the world that can help. So when they were in group, we found out that Nancy was linked to this. Mm-hmm. And so now her and the doctor are trying to go figure it out. Kristen is upset because she's like, bro, like, you don't get it, bro. You don't get it. No, Kristen, yeah, she, Kristen mad because she, she's been relegated to a side character at this point. Right. She's like, wait a minute. This is my day, my breakout. <laughs> I, I, I started this. You come in here with this. Yeah. Now she, look, she's fighting again. 
she got her good in the face with that camera. Damn nurse ratchet. Hell, that is that's she's definitely giving nurse ratchet vibes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hey, I think Max. I'm a second ahead of you. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. Which is okay. But look, this this damn this damn place to turn to a damn madhouse now. Is she in charge? But I just feel as though like I understand how maddening that would be if somebody just will not listen to you and you're like, I'm trying to say, like, you're going to kill me. Look, this this bar that they go into, this look like where damn Patrick Swayze, he left Definitely this place Roadhouse. Definitely to, Roadhouse. Go, to go to the double deuce. He left this place. <laughs> and Nancy coming there to see her daddy, that he and her drunk boy. This man, look. Totally and he don't want to know who's this grown man with her? My little girl. This man is <laughs> his age. Man, the drunk off of that. That man breath probably smell like death. Jesus. He's Ugh. drunk as hell. Look, he about to take a shot in front of Oh. Shirt all wrinkled. Like, gee, what the hell happened to you? He probably still on duty, so. You know what? <laughs> You're right. He probably is. The man just said, I'm going, I'm going to the bathroom. That man been gone for about three hours. She said Fred Krueger. She said Fred Krueger's dead, honey. That man, I'm gonna drop this drink. Shit. Thank you. Okay, I, this is the best. This is the best response. So Dr. Gordon goes, "Um, no, she told the truth." He's like, "Who are you?" And that's the only thing a father should be saying is, "Who are you?" That man didn't even. He, he probably trying to figure out when did you walk up? Because all I saw was my girl. I ain't see you. Wait, look. He's like, "Bro, you older than me. What's going on here?" So this ain't none of your goddamn business. Like, and I don't like you pulling up with my daughter either. Like a, yeah. Acting wise, him taking that breath, holding that drink, he really understood. Like he understood the assignment. I mean, well, like I say, you go back and you watch the first movie, you you'll see why he he the way. Yeah, he, he like I, he like I don't have time for this dancing. He got a Look. shot and a beer and a and a long a tall boy in front of him. He's not. He don't have no time for this tonight. This man been been throwing. He like this him. is. Good. No, I was gonna say he's been throwing back boilermakers all night. That's what he's been doing. Yeah, he like this is my Friday night. How you coming in the bar bothering me? Like this is how I this is how I deal with my trauma. <laughs> Let me drink. Yeah, take my take my this man. Goddamn Gordon. So I guess they didn't page Dr. Gordon and he's checking on them. I like I think it's cool that they all in it together now. Yeah, because I had I didn't have time for all the doctors to be against all the kids, all the movies. Them kids like, man, this lady crazy. Like, what are you doing? Like, you, you, you some way you got to get your ass back here. I got fired. Like, I can't come back. Like, what are you talking about? So now they're gonna split, split up to solve this because they know how Kruger can die, or they've been told. Again, no questions asked about who this damn nun is. Nope. And then also, he's like, "Look, I'm like two years older than your daddy. I got this." Dude, oh my. My name is Neil Gordon. That man pulled back up on, on, on Thompson. Like, look, let me let me introduce myself. No way you're knocking over my drinks and I'm not knocking you out, bro. We're like it's a mandatory bar fight now. You pulled back up. I was like, man, get your ass out of here. He really let him do all that to him. I'd be like, you're not about to come in here like you big. You, I don't know. I still don't know you. Poor Kristen. Like, get your goddamn hands off. Right. He really took that way too chill. 
Now Kristen down bad. She in the damn room. Oh my god. But it also is just like, how do you not sleep? Like, what's worse in a padded cell? You staying awake? I don't know if that's worse than going to sleep. Cause both are like terrifying. Yeah, because okay, so it's crazy, but okay, they didn't they never doped up Kincaid when he was in there, so he just stayed up all night. They doped her and then throw her in this room. It's like damn. So they pull up to where he knows that the body is. No, they pull up to church, and he takes his he takes uh the daddy's uh Nancy's dad's uh liquor and takes his keys, which very smart because that hey. that man was about to leave him as soon as he stopped to make the first errand. Man, sounds like hey man, it's like thirty five dollars right there. What the hell are you doing? He's like, yeah, that's my hooch. So he goes to the church to get holy water, which very smart. Because the nun didn't say nothing about that, so I'm like, that's smart. I guess that's how you hollow the ground, but okay, smart. And go ahead and don't wash his hands when you, you just put his hand in there. With the, like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah, a whole batch contaminated now, but Jesus. whatever. He gra- he's just stealing from- <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine you, 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 you're a priest in a church. You see some dude just walk in and just take some well, holy water and just, and just walk out. And then he says, I need this. Like, but what's crazy is you, you truly just could have asked. Exactly. And then he leaves his idea as collateral. He's like, bro, we don't have no doggone lost and found here at the parish. Like, what is this? He just lets him go. Like, hold on. Like, you coming here, you taking holy water, you taking crosses. Like, what the hell you battling? Man, I'm- Max, they can't be paying Max this much. <laughs> this man. No, like I said, Max is making minimum wage. Right. That man is making minimum Weed. Like you have to ask me twice, and I'd be like, "Well, I guess you got it." Like, nope. About Max, please. About like, all right. Well, I'm about to go again. Take my fifteen. That man is stressed out. I'll be on break <laughs> the whole shift. Okay, you would not find me. That man is stressed. He's like, look, like I was cool coming here working with these kids. That you know, I, I crack yeah. jokes. They like me. I like them. Cool now. Um. Okay. I love that he gave in pretty quickly, even though it seemed like he wasn't going to. And then I also love that in this TV room, there's like this big dark cloud on the wall for where the girl died. <laughs> it's like a big burn mark. Oh, that was a great kill. I'm sorry. They, they ain't had time to paint over. What, wait, what, what is this fit that uh, King K got on? Got this black shirt with these jeans and these he boots like what i'm saying like who styled you bro but i thought like literally it's within the last two years hollywood started to style black people better because before that like it it was a mess look like all he he don't even got no jordan's on quit playing with me and this is 87 so jordan's been around for at least three two and a half years at this point okay maybe not jordan's but converse nikes he don't have no high tops on quit playing with me adidas yeah don't do that dmc Run DMC right. was a thing. Come on. Give me the strikes. Got this man in there looking, looking down bad for real. Damn junkyard. So that is a, that is a wow. That is where he deserves to be to be buried. I'll tell you that much. So so basically, after the parents of Elm Street, after they burned him, they took his his remains to damn Sanford and Son and <laughs> yeah. just dropped them off. Dun, dun, dun. That's that's what they did. They dun, 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 dun. <laughs> And then don't off. bury me here, bitch. That's basically the remix. That's why he pissed. Like, y'all bury me in the damn junkyard. Like, what? 
Like you got red fox doing stand up on my remains. This ain't cool. Like over here, this is where they they put this this child murderer Lamont. That's where they put him. Yeah. <laughs> now, Dad. Now look, I got a I got a date with a nice Philly tonight. Okay, I don't have time to deal with this. No, I need to tell you this. These, these parents, they came, they ran in here. They had the the skeleton and they, they put it right <laughs> over. Freddie, I'm coming to join you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like what the, like what is happening here? Kincaid, hey, I unplug my mic laughing. Oh man, that was good. Kincaid heated. Hey, you know, I always kind of, I always had this, this, um, this theory that Kincaid and um, an old girl, they had a thing. Kincaid was that nigga. He just was really overcrowded by all these weak, these weak links, you know. And Kate could have been, he, he gives me action star quality potential. I don't, I don't know about that, but. He, you know, he's giving depth. But here's my thing. I love that just how, this is why I couldn't write a movie like this. Because I would just be double, like, I would be overthinking whether or not it tracked. Because I'm like, why does hypnosis work so well? Are you, like, that's all you need? Like, I thought. But I guess they're, they're trying to avoid sleep. So they're easily falling asleep. Yeah, that too. But the idea of them being able to dream together, I'm like, I, I, I would like, I would feel the need to have the science be explained in the movie. I would have trouble just letting it just exist. And you know the bad part about this? Now it's four of them that's sitting there that fall asleep. I'm not counting Kristen, but of the four that was in the room that fell asleep, Kincaid the only one of them that come out of the dream. Mm-hmm. So. So they they didn't pull it up. They got us. All right, we gotta get you out of here, Christy. Yeah, Freddie breaking up all the uh stuffing in the padded cell. Jesus, it's giving it's giving a little bit of Wolverine, you know. Yeah, just because you haven't seen Freddie yet, you just see the the swipes. Okay, and then I guess in this final dream sequence, where the, like this last portion of the movie, the last act, they all kind of return to something. So we see Kristen back with her mama. Turning that radio down, confused. Jesus. Just happy to see her. And that's why I'm like, wow, like I would love to reset, you know, like just undo it all. Back to drinking them <laughs> Coke and coffee greens. Hey, Coke. I mean, Diet Coke has really been, has had a grip on the culture for since the 80s. I've never had Diet Coke. I drink Diet Coke today, y'all. So I'm, <laughs> they got, I'm, I'm, I'm high. Then again, I'm that, but. I'm the same person who left their damn wallet at home, so I ain't have nothing to eat while. Oh I was yeah, at that's work. why you didn't drink Diet. Coke. You could, you didn't have no. You had water coke. That's what you had today. Hey, well, water's good for you. So I need to drink more sure. of it. So. <laughs> so in the first scene, her mama's date wanted, was looking for the bourbon, and so Freddie pops back up in this um. In this redream, and is looking for the bourbon too. And I'm just like, oh, and he's in a tuxedo. <laughs> I said, Where's the fucking bourbon? <laughs> Shit. Oh my God. That's how I pull up to the party. Said, Where's the fucking I heard there would be bourbon. I'm, the fact that he's in a tuxedo, I really missed that. I missed that detail when I watched it before. 
And then remember, she had acrobatic skills in her dream, so she uses them to run up the wall and do some matrix joints. Jesus, she she leaps through the wall and goes face first down the steps. Jesus, good lord. Now again, I, I'm trying to think of what this isn't like steampunk, but it's like goth, like age metal. She's just a metal, like all metal, big giant. Uh, come on, what's it called? Big giant mohawk, like hardcore sequin, Joan Jet, like you said. Karen. Damn. And um, you know, I'm glad she got her dress up moment. That's all I'm saying. Tearing it down down the wrong back alley. Like yeah, she looks she about to rumble. However, rumble she does not. Damn streets of rage right here. That's what this is. Yeah. <laughs> like you really are like, dang, come through with some moves, right? Nope. Here come the smooth criminal. Like, I'm just like, what is this? Good lord. Freddie dressed up like the, the man in the back alley on a Michael Jackson video. Who is Jake? Jake's bar. What was that her uh was that her pimp? Or whoever was giving her the drugs. Oh, where did bum come from? What's dance? This this bitch look like Freddie got eight razors to your two switchblades, babe. And if I'm walking down the back alley and I saw a bum that looked like that. Hmm. I mean, you know, that's why she had her blades ready. Okay. I know for a fact if Freddie shows weakness that I should not fall for it. But he tries well, to... So he turns his fingers into syringes and says, let's get high. And she falls for it. Freddie knew he had to switch it up because she stabbed his ass in the armpit. He was like, "Wait, wait, wait a minute! Like, this is and serious." And something so weird happens where her her fingers, her arms, yeah, have holes that are like ugh, it's like talking pockmarks. I'm like, please no. Yeah, that shit was. Ugh. And he stabs her. What ugh. a rush! Ugh. The me- the metaphorical aspect of his dialogue. I love that he like he adjusts his dialogue to each person's you know ailments. It's really good writing on his part. Okay, did you see? Okay, when all right, see, he's he's getting off on this because his eyes literally cross and he's basically what a rush. This is his thing. This man had a damn orgasm. Oh, that's nasty. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't like take away the backstory so I can just like stand a villain. And now, goddamn Doctor Strange. Oh my god, Fucking he didn't turn his chair into a damn um torture chamber. <laughs> look okay see you know what I, look at him lounging up against this <laughs> wall look at him I never felt bad about Will getting killed off here I never because like you are the only one who pulls up trying to do some damn wizardry shit like you are not Dr. Strange like what are you what are you doing that boy got them got uh oh man, Freddie thought of everything. Well see, that's what Freddie did. He got him in there and then he he split him off. He said, All right, let me let me kill, let me start killing off the weaker ones. I first. am the wizard master. Yeah, yeah, he was the wizard master, all right. Oh my god, he turns into Dracula. This man. This he man, electric yeah. he uses them green wires to electric his chair. And now he's using his Dungeons and Dragons uh, spell against Freddy. Freddy said, said, let me get this, this goofy shit out of here. 
It's very Slytherin casting a spell. Freddie, like, what is this? What is this? This is, his, this is his worst one-liner because he says, I don't believe in fairy tales. And I'm like, that's not the same thing as magic. Freddie, could have been better. It's this is his first line to let me down. He runs up on Freddie. Freddie, like, man, get the shit out of here. Like, fuck you. He said, child, oh. you barely electrocuted me. Do you know that just stimulates me? So every time they get into a room, Freddie cracks in through the wall. So now Nancy and Kristen are together and they think Freddie's coming. The wall's shaking. Nope. It's the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> Why is he wearing red? Like, really ask yourself. That's when when you said that he was Kool-Aid man and then I saw him in that red tank, I said, oh, they literally did that on purpose. Yes, they did this shit on purpose. He was not wearing red ever before in this movie. This man, look, this man looked like a damn 80s uh, Jabba wrestler from Mid-South right here. Like, <laughs> I'm the Kool-Aid man. He got a boom box. Kool-Aid man. That's his name. How about how about him calling Freddy Krueger a pussy when he know all he got is the two he got he only got half of the crew assembled. Why are you calling him out? You know, you know that this was his uh audition scene. Hey Kruger, you pussy. Yeah. Come on. Price, bring it out damn. here. God damn it. But he's not talking enough for me because I cause I I mean I'm at least trying to see him catch a two-piece, like, you know. Lights crew Freddy up. But look at his fit. He got on a belt and suspenders. <laughs> oh, weightlift. Like he look like he's about to move a truck. He's about to go in there and move the refrigerator. King K <laughs> King K is moving right here. That's what However, is. he's not dead, and that is impressive. He could have died first. <sighs> yeah, he could have, but so now we realize Freddy like lives in hell. Look, he he lived in the same place where Scorpion was in, in Mortal Kombat. That's where he it's just very like, oh, okay. Like, okay, Freddy's in hell. I get that. Okay. He should be in hell. Yeah. Well, then, but don't set, don't set me up for Freddy to like have some funny kills if I'm supposed to think he's the devil. Well, okay. See, and the franchise kind of toys around with like, okay, is he the devil or is he just a high-ranking demonic spirit? Oh, I mean, I know he's not the devil, but I'm just like, you know, it's like they don't I know he's a bad guy. I know he's supposed to be scary, but he's not as unlikable as he could be. Like Michael, I don't think I ever really like feel with Michael Myers. Like the backstory, yeah, I'm like, okay, they should die. Like some kids should die, but Michael Myers should also die. Like Freddy Krueger is just kind of I, I don't know. I don't think I hate him. And I sh- and I want to, but I can't. Because Robert England is a charismatic. That's what I'm saying. Like something about Freddie is just like he's hilarious. Look, so while all that was going on, Gordon and and, and Thompson, they finally get to this damn Christine Carter's this over here. Right, it's a it's a caddy, and you can't get it open. And every every we just keep looking back at the daddy, just trying to see if he got it in. He's sitting there. He look, okay, he tries again. You look, he tries again. Like, look, I said I was going to show you what it was. I wasn't yeah, going to help right. you on this. Then he finally pops it. Okay, in a second. Okay, there's the remains. And then we turn around, and that nigga is in the car. <laughs> He's like, I'm out of here. Oh, no. No keys. But it, it, it's crazy that that's what these people buried this man. They they took him to a damn junkyard. 
And I think that, like, if I killed somebody, it's kind of like trying to think of a show that demonstrates, like, it's like a Dexter thing, right? Like, I still killed the bad guy, but I do have to hide it. And I'm not necessarily going to give him a funeral because I don't feel like he deserves it. So, like, obviously that's what kept him to be, like, an unholy spirit or whatever. But it makes sense that they didn't, like, you know, do anything extra. They just left him in the junkyard and, and went about their life. Pretty much. But but they all was traumatized because, and I, I think one of the worst ones is Nancy Moe because she, she's an alcoholic in the first movie. And you kind of don't understand it at first, but then as it started, it was like, okay, because she that's how she dealt with it. Bro, there's no way Joey is not burnt to a crisp, honey. He is literally hanging over the, the fires of hell. He's on top of the hell mouth. That's where, that's where he's at. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, he not burnt? <clears throat> well, it's a you, Your inside's not? Okay. It's oh, a, I guess you're right. I don't know. I don't know about that. It was all a dream. <laughs> Please. Ready to come around the corner talking shit. Wait, qu- question. What, um... Yeah, why would you tell that nigga let him go and you know damn well he gonna let him, he gonna drop him in the thing? Look, what, what the Joker said when, when Batman told him to let, um, let Rachel go? Poor choice of words. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, um, no wishes, my commands. What was, go. what was Jason's thing? What do you mean? What did Jason do? What, why is Jason this, like? What's his backstory? Uh, he was tormented as a deformed child. He drowned. Wait, was he, the camp, he was Camp Crystal Lake. Yes. So who was Michael? Michael Myers wasn't. Ah, uh, okay. So Hold Michael on. Myers was also Teeth. No, Michael. He is supposed to be the. He's evil on two legs. He's just the the He's just evil. Yeah, he's the human version of pure evil. Okay, but like they didn't like he wasn't a kid who they like treated bad. No, no. Not well, I'll put it like this, not in John Carpenter's original concept when Rob uh-huh. Zombie got his hands on it. Yeah, he was he was bullied and all that type of stuff. It gave him all the stereotypical tropes of someone who becomes a serial killer. He okay, I had started to animals. cross I had started to cross over Jason with Michael. Hmm. Okay. And then Scream is just somebody they just know. Pretty much in all the movies. is always somebody that, that, that Sydney knows. Yes. And then, and I know what you did last summer. That's well, just well, that's, similar that's to what Scream? Happens. No, that's what happens when when y'all y'all commit manslaughter and decide to dump this man in the damn ocean. It's like, oh, okay. nobody know about it. And okay. He went dead. I said, "Fuck you." Okay, so I'm gonna keep going. Jeepers Creepers. That's just a thing that comes up every twenty three. <laughs> I'm like, what else could I? Ask um. <laughs> well, do you want to know the real? Okay, so. No, I think I re- actually I I no, seen those. No, I'm talking about the reason. I'm talking about the the actual director and what this sleazy motherfucker did as far as the creeper goes. Wait, I, I do want you to hold that because I just want to point out that they're the kids are fighting uh, Freddy. You know they're kind of um, they're kind of beating them. But Freddy's about to make a comeback and kill them, and then they get to the point where they they lift the bones up to put it in the grave, and Freddy feels that. Yes, he feels it, and then 
these two get their ass whooped by a damn skeleton. Listen to me. It's it's giving school house school of rock, schoolhouse rock. It's giving um thriller. Like it's giving it's very much like they use so many effects in this movie because like the way that they have this skeleton coming, you can tell they sh- oh, it's giving Terminator. It moves like some, Terminator. This was some some evil dead type shit. Right, but didn't it move kind of like the Terminator, like um how he, the Terminator would come does. back and like yeah, okay. He does. Sorry. But, but no, it's, it is. It's, it's almost like some Evil Dead. I'm, I'm waiting for yes. Ash to show up. Right, <laughs> like, like groovy. Very... Some shit like that. But I know they, that's where the millions went. Um, okay, so, so, but it is giving thriller too, yeah. because of the the freeze frames of their faces and like the overreaction. But yeah. you were saying that something. What were you saying about Jeepers? Yeah. So the actual director. But hold on, oh, hold mm-hmm. on, because here's the fight scene. This skeleton. He's like, I killed you once, bro. You out of here. No solution, no plan. They really like you really leave. They're just not good. And then boom, my boy's out of here. Yeah, they, yeah, they got Thompson out the paint. This Why was his face so, so damn dirty? Strong. Why was his face so dirty? Dog, you just saw my boy get caught with the overhand. So you don't think oh. this thing is gonna get you with the overhand too? They keep getting stabbed because they keep trying to come high. You got to stick and move. Y'all going hand to hand. He's a killer. Tossing. This man get beat with a shovel. And then the skeleton skeleton does a victory scream and cheers. That's the part where I said, this movie's terrible. Because I said, why is the skeleton cheering? This man gets beat with a shovel, get tossed down in the hole. (laughs) It gets buried himself. Shit. And then the thing goes, yeah, we got it. Oh my god! So they so go they... into this like hall of mirrors for no damn reason because they're trying to get out because Freddie just disappeared. Um, so now he's in all the mirrors. So this is actually like one of my favorite scenes of the of the movie. Okay. Because Freddie pulls up on the ass talking shit but, once again. Yeah. And then just can reach through the mirrors to, and again they're using effects because they're. They're showing that like it's a little bit of a different like the picture's different inside the mirror. I was like, okay, I love that they're, you know, they they're. Kincaid tries to punch him through the mirror, but I'm like, boy. Let's see, that's that that's that black thing. We gotta fight. We just gotta. Yo, that's the natural I, reaction. We gotta fight. I'm like, I was waiting on him to try to go hand to hand because he called him out. I'm like, you gotta have hands if you're gonna do all that, Kincaid. So they get. And then Joey in. decides to talk. Joey out here like goddamn. See, he really is the X Men. He's like fucking have it. He's have it. He started. He started screaming that that supersonic voice. Um, I, listen, I call it okay. The thing you want from me in terms of commentary on your show is you want me to watch something I've never seen before because I'm going to tell you what it only what it reminds me of because I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so that's why he's X Men and he's Kool Aid and all that. Other stuff. <laughs> this is me medium right here. She got special powers. <sighs> You did it, um, man. You found your dream, pal. King Kate, God damn it. And then here go. Okay, listen. I'm just like, and then her daddy comes in with this bright light. And that got me because I thought the bright light really was like angelic. I'm like, oh, her daddy really came to say goodbye to her in hell. But I didn't really process like, oh, why would he do that? You know what I mean? Like, why, why would he do that now? So Nancy's daddy is like, Nancy, I love you. And I'm sorry. And I wish I was a better daddy. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, and he says, "I'll always love you," and that was a weird line. Because if I might always love you, why do you have to tell a parent or a child that? 
Like well, I mean, that's it, a weird, that's more of like a romantic kind of love thing to say. Well, I mean, yeah. but I guess, I guess Nancy kind of felt like he didn't love her, especially, like I say, if you go back and watch, you'll see it. They do have kind of a rocky relationship. Even oh, absolutely. Movie. Absolutely. I'm just saying like my antennas went up because I'm like, always love you. is just a weird line. Stab. And boom, Freddie got her ass. The hand to hand combat, the way that they is not good because you can kind of see the stage work of it. Like they don't really connect when they try to fight him. Like they're like there's like an inch from them and, and Freddie when he throws them. But but whatever, it's eighty seven, and so Nancy is not actually dead even though she got stabbed and she uses his oh. claws to get him. He's like, oh no, Nancy's but, a trooper for real. But I do like one thing I did like about this movie. I like how it is, even though Gordon do what he does with the bones, but mm-hmm. I do like inside the dream is basically the women who right defeat him inside yeah, they have the to go together yeah and gordon is like he crawled himself out the grave yeah that man should be embarrassed and oh, I, got, oh, I got beat up by a skeleton because the holy water and then puts a crucifix on freddie's forehead freddie spins around and turns into like an orb of light and he's gone so basically the last part of this movie is the exorcist Exactly, because I'm like, all of a sudden we're working <laughs> with light. Like, Freddy has never been an orb of light. This is not canon. And then, and then, I almost called her Allison because that's her character on Medium. And then, um, Kristen tries to dream, says Nancy, she wants to like inception Nancy into another dream. Damn. Which Nancy. also reminds me of the Rick and Morty episode, which you, I'm gonna, you have to just watch <laughs> that episode because you will cry laughing. It is so funny. Yeah, but shoot, man, Nancy, um, Heather Langenkamp, she sold that because she, you really did think that she was dead. It's like, damn. Mm-hmm. Like, so boy. now they're at Nancy's funeral. Coy looking like shit. So what happened to you, uh, Neil? Oh, uh, uh, I, I got into a car accident. Right. Like, what uh, is even the back? Like, bro, they found you laying on the ground in the middle of a <laughs> of a junkyard with a bo- with a full bottle of of gin. <laughs> <laughs> Thompson impaled. Yeah. Like, what the hell happened? Here? Like, okay. how's he not yeah, arrested? Exactly, because it's like, yeah, you're right. Okay, question. So now they're at the funeral and he sees a nun. In the middle of them doing the service, he just turns and runs and nobody, <laughs> nobody's like, wait, where is he going? Are we sure he wasn't dreaming? He follows the nun around and that's when we find out that Amanda Kruger is the is the um, sister, the nun in question, Mary Helena. And we go, hmm no, I'm saying, are we sure that Neil wasn't dreaming? In this funeral scene? No, I'm talking about anytime he saw the nun. Are we sure he wasn't dreaming? Yes. Because he was he was fired and going to the house when he, I mean, he was going to the car when he saw her that second time, so that felt real. Okay, so this this ending scene always... I make no damn sense. It, but it always makes me think, like, okay, when the light comes on in the mm-hmm. house, is that supposed to be Freddy? Freddy's home, baby. But also, like, what was the the little the the dog? Like, was that like a you know what I'm saying? On the what is the doll on the nightstand end of Dream Warriors? Because that felt like significant. Is that supposed it, to be like his protector? Oh, that was Nancy's Malaysian dream doll. 
And we're like, was that supposed to be his protector? Did, because, okay, Neil is never, we never hear about Neil ever again. So did Freddie kill him in his dream? Um, I don't know, but I think that, you know, this dream, this dream doll is a reference to another, to the first one. Could be. I mean, I'll probably have to watch it again to see if she had it in the first Anyway, one. I guess it don't matter. Because I'm just like, it felt like a thing. Anyway, I was I was trying to look for all the stuff so I could be hip. And that's 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 roll credits. Yeah. And we get dream warriors. You know, because I mean dream. Yes, this is the sign of the time. Don't wanna dream no more. <laughs> look. Dawkins was in a bag on this song. I don't care what nobody says. I love a, a theme song by a real band that is about the movie. Like, like, please customize it for me. That's like that's like Alice Cooper with a uh, night. Oh, not nightmare. Um, Friday the Thirteenth. Um, was that part six? Because he had two songs for that. You know, and Isn't Alice that... Cooper. He was in his bag <laughs> in that too. Isn't don't doesn't Jason use let the bodies at the fuck. Let the bodies. Isn't that Jason's thing? Uh, I'm not sure. Wow, I, I I appreciate this for how this is letting me go back to my childhood because I didn't realize I had. Yes, Jason X. They use it in Jason X. Yes. They okay, because okay. that's when they use metal correctly. Um. Okay, wait. Before we go there, what? Oh, and that's like a whole like how did this get made? They go. They that's why it's in my head. Um, can we talk about Jeepers Creepers real quick? What was you gonna tell me? Okay, so I'm glad we waited till after the movie. Was over. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So Victor Salvo, the director, the creator of the Jeepers Creepers movies and the Creeper. This man mm-hmm. years ago, matter of fact, in 1988, 89, somewhere in that realm, he actually molested um one of his child stars from this from like his first movie and actually filmed it right and he ended up getting only a year and a half a year and a half for this right oh my god this is, this is the same man who directed the movie powder which is a it is a very good movie I think Powder is a very good movie. It get it it kind of gets a little preachy in certain spots, but overall, it is a good movie. Oh, Jesus! Right. So, fast forward to Jeepers Creepers with the Creeper. What exactly does the Creeper do? And then, when you think about what this man did in real life, oh, so you think it's like him, like kind of like his translation? He's living. He's basically living out his twisted ass fantasies through the creeper with those movies that's disgusting yes it is jason long went hard in that role though because jason justin long really did his thing and i wish you hadn't told me this because i'll tell you my (laughs) memories of the creeper is that (laughs) okay sorry if you go back and watch you know he wears that little black okay I'm so sorry because I'm trying to get through it without laughing. He wears that top black little top hat, and then yeah. he kind of has like a kind of has like a ring curl. If you go and look, and oh, me and my mama were screaming, laughing, like, "Is he Hasidic? Like, what? Is- <laughs> like, why is this man dressed like this?" If you go back and look, you will never look at Jeepers Creepers the same. Like, and my advice for anybody 
who um is scared of any of these things is just find the reason why it's hilarious. And, you, and you'll be fine. And you know what? Because like when I found that out, I I I can't even watch the first one no more. Uh, I watched the second one in parts because there's parts about the second one that I like and I kind of I like the aspect mm-hmm. of okay in the first movie the creeper is stalking these young adults but then in the second movie the father of a victim is basically stalking the creeper and i i kind of wish that they wouldn't have spent so much time with them dumbass kids on the bus Mm -hmm. and if it would have been more about the dad his son and the dog basically going down this highway and coming across all of like the wreckage and carnage that the creeper has you know kind of done since he killed his son Mm-hmm. And then they eventually get to the bus. I would have mm-hmm. rather. I, I think that would have been like a better story. But knowing everything I know about Victor Salvo and the damn and that mess. And yeah. All, yeah. But I'm like, you know, it is really upsetting, and, and I'm surprised that this has come up in this show. But it's really upsetting how much that is a thing. Yeah. Like people just doing disgusting things, but also making art, and I think. That what it suggests to me, you know, not to get on my high horse, but what it suggests to me is that that's why opening up to let more stories be told by more different people and like really, really actively trying to be more diverse Hollywood wise is critical because then you stop having like the same type of person who for whatever reason is like, you know, the Weinsteins or whatever of the world, like attached to your stuff. So if we let more people make more things about more stuff, more topics, we wouldn't run into this as much. So yeah, like that is gross. I I don't I wouldn't really revisit Jeepers Creepers because it did really creep me out. But like now I kind of want to revisit Jason a little bit. Um, and I think I'm not gonna lie, I'm good on Freddy. <laughs> like like I'm good on him because I can't unless like they do a, a better reboot, like with a different backstory. It's I'm confused by being set up to enjoy him if he's actually like a very terrible character. Well, like, like I say, go back and watch the first one. You don't necessarily have to watch the second one. I mean, I do recommend watching the second one because that one, what it explores and and then the fact that the filmmaker's like, oh, we didn't realize that mm-hmm. so much of this undertones and it's like no this wasn't mm-hmm. undertone this was a lot of overtones it wasn't undertones but Fact, yeah. I, I would say three four and five is is a mini trilogy that is worth checking out mm-hmm. so have you seen that meme going around where it's like would you rather go elm street or camp crystal lake or i'm trying to figure out, i'm trying to remember where the third location was it's like arrows in the woods kind of thing do you remember that no, no, I haven't seen it. Oh, I'm trying to find it because it's like, because where's the other place that we know of? It's like, can't, oh, damn it. Oh, here. Yes. Thank you. Because I was about to give up. It's like you can either go to Amityville, Elm Street or Camp Crystal Lake. And I wanted to know what you would say. Oh, so, so my choices is Amityville, Camp Crystal Lake or Elm Street. So let's see. Elm Street, I'm dealing with a damn dream demon. Amityville, I'm dealing with another demon. And um, 
Camp Crystal Lake is Jason Voorhees. Uh, I think I'll take my chances with Jason. A lot of people said that. Um, <laughs> I'm in no, when I say zero, I mean less, I mean negative percentage in no way going to Elm Street. It's not even a thing. Like, I'm, I got, you know what I mean? Like, this is the concept of him is so terrifying and he's always going to kill you. You really not, like, think about even in the movie, three of them on one still was not about to win. They needed a second party to be doing a side mission to kill him. So, no to Elm Street. Um, people in the co- go ahead. No, I was gonna say even with that, man, his, his damn skeleton beat the hell out of two people. So. <laughs> like, like he's actually a problem. Um, now, Camp Crystal Lake. I think I could deal with. So, okay, first of all, people in the comments say Amityville is fine because nobody has any sharp objects. But I would say Crystal Lake and other people on this on this thread that I sent you with too, because it's like I didn't do nothing to Jason. I'm gonna be fine. You know what I mean? Like as long as I'm not in that in that group of bullies, I think I'll be okay. So I think I would choose the the path of like wherever I can befriend the 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 kid who's being bullied. That's where I'm going. Wait a minute. They said uh, nobody in Amityville has any sharp objects. Have they not seen the first movie of Amityville? The dad has a damn axe. I think they mean the difference between knives and hand knives and like I people really you know it's like how people talk about hypotheticals all the time like yeah. you think you could get out the way of an axe easier than you can get out the way of like you know wolverine hands I, I guess but which yeah. I think I could because I have to see the axe swinging right um look we we um recap the shining on my podcast yes we did did, did Halloran see the axe coming <laughs> Okay, have, see these are important things to remind because I in my head I'm like nah I got it I got it all I got to do is bob and weave again I think everything's so simple um but yes go please go back and listen to that episode of TV Zone pod, podcast um and guys thank you for listening to the I forgot what, what show we were even doing child we're thank doing, you for listening to Hood Classic yes, yes. Yeah, Jeff, thank you for allowing us to come over and take over your uh, podcast. Hope we 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 did a good job. And, and maybe we can come back and do another movie. Yeah, play. we literally, I, I feel bad because I'm like, you have to watch the movie with us because you might, you might have no idea what really happened in the movie based on us just chatting, you know. But I did, had a great, I had a great time. Love uh, bombarding Jeff's feed. And, I mean, uh, well, we kind of do that already. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm 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 like, you know, you guys heard me before. So Jay, where can they find you? Um, I mean, I'm on social media, of course, at uh on Twitter. I mean you can follow my personal page, the J Giles, um, and everything. I'm always posting like nonsense at this point on there, thanks to Jeff and his nonsense. It's rubbing mm-hmm. off on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but also too, you can follow me on the my movie page, which is I'm I'm mainly on uh J Movie Talk movie page, but the TV Zone Podcast Network is where you can find me. Um of course it's all on all of the podcast catchers, but to make everything very easy, you can just go to the website, www.tvzonepodcastnetwork.com. You can find all the movie talk episode as well as all the other uh podcasts that's on the network as well so that's pretty much where you can find me cool i am chanel creating you can find all things chanel creating at chanelcreating.com 
Um, I am in between shows right now, so that's why Jeff and you know, good bad meaning bad and bad meaning good, and you know, now hood classes so and also TV Zone podcast is so fun to guest on. But I am Jay, like still working on developing um my show. Like I'm getting closer to committing to the concept I would want to do like weekly. Um, so that's exciting. And uh, in the meantime, you know, I'm Chanel creating on all the socials. So if you want to look at my TikTok, I went to see Venom 2 last night, which I was telling Jay about earlier. And I did a re- I'm doing one minute movie reviews. Um, and then I also did a TikTok inspired by Venom, but if Venom was black. But the problem is that TikTok sent- muted me because I guess I cussed too much. Oh. And I was just like, uh, uh, look, I don't know the TikTok rules because Twitter is a was a wild, a, you know, like a lawless zone. So anyway um you know check me out on on all the socials for like you said random content here and there that's me all right so i mean that's pretty much it for us so yeah um that's it i I don't even know how to end this really (laughs) yeah yeah i'm like you know this was a hood classic hope you first of all this is not a hood classic because i'm assuming that hood classic like has some type of nostalgia for the community but I do feel like it's a classic for sure in the sense that Freddie is Freddie. You know, I like mean, you know they, about Freddie. Look, they they review 300. So Okay, you're right. <laughs> Somebody's the, community was affected by this. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we did see a black man get kicked in the hole in that movie, but that's another story. I um yeah, Freddie's actually terrifying, but he is a classic character, and that's just what it comes down to. He's the clown prince. That's what he is. He's the clown prince so of horror. That's who Freddy is. Yeah, well, in his words, thanks for listening to Hood Classics, bitch. <laughs> and peace out. <laughs> oh, man. What the hell? People having a freaking party at my pool. Let me, let me, let me turn this.